Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Swinging a fly ball out toward the left center field gap. Palacios dives for it, and that's how the game ends with a sensational diving catch in left center by the man who has driven in five tonight. It is a night for Joshua Palacios and Bailey Falter. And that's how it ends. 11 to 1. The Pirates pummel the Cardinals. The Pirates get the job done against St. Louis, something that has not been very common for the Buccos this year, but also hasn't for St. Louis because at this point in time, it's looking as if the Pirates will indeed finish ahead, at least at this point, of the St. Louis Cardinals for the first time since 1999. St. Louis is bad. Uh, really bad. 55 and 71, last place in the NL Central. It was just pure dominance for the Buckos yesterday. Two runs in the first, two in the third, four in the fourth, three in the eighth. Just continue to add on, continue to pile on. It was good to see Bailey Falter come out, pitch six innings, three hits allowed, struck out eight in relief of Thomas Hatch, who acted as the opener. A bunch of guys that on the opening day roster, you would have never expected to be on this team. Falter was acquired from Philadelphia in a trade for Rodolfo Castro. Hatch went three innings, two hits, no runs. He got a strikeout involved with one walk as well as a 287 ERA. But it was Josh Palacios who was practically playing because Henry Davis is hurt. A little bit more on Davis in a bit. But for Palacios, two hits, two for four on the day, scored twice. Drove in five, had the game-winning catch, hit a home run, the three-run shot. And what's really cool about the whole entire thing is that his brother, Richie Palacios, pinch hit and played second base for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't know, one thing that's just always catches my eye in baseball and which is so cool about sports in general is when you can share these type of moments when you can share these type of memories with your own blood. And, and that's just something that really for me is something that, you know, you see it a couple of times. We see it with Joey Porter and Joey Porter Jr. The Steelers are just the biggest advocates for brothers playing on the same team. Derek and TJ Watt. They almost convinced JJ Watt to play for the team. You can look at multiple different other aspects. Cam Hayward, Connor Hayward, Nick and Nate Herbig, where, you know, sports is family, and the competition helps to drive each other. 
And I, I'm not saying that this is why Josh Palacios played as well as he did yesterday. But you really just, you love to see it. And it's the positivity and, you know, sports can be a really negative aspect for people to continuously gripe when the Pirates are playing as bad as they are and really with no end in sight as they just keep losing series after series after series. They're not getting completely trounced in some of these series. I think back to Atlanta when it ended up being a split at PNC Park, 2-2 in that series against the team that many think is going to go to the World Series and is definitely the best in the National League, probably the best in all of Major League Baseball right now with a core that is under contract literally throughout the decade. And the Pirates were competitive. If it wasn't for David Bednar being overworked and overused, the team probably would have won three out of four. Maybe even more so than that. So the, the whole thing regarding where the team stands right now with the young players and pitchers you've never heard of making starts, guys that have been either DFA'd and recall or recalled from the minor leagues, long shot guys that are now getting their opportunity and getting their chances. That's kind of the case here with Palacios. And to see him to be able to battle it out against his brother, saw the picture on the field beforehand. There's just something about the city of Pittsburgh and all these brothers, whether they're playing against each other, they're playing with each other. I don't know. It's just really cool for me to be able to see. But Palacios, again, was playing because Henry Davis is hurt. Henry Davis is banged up. And you got to wonder what's going to happen with Davis. This IL stint at the same time could be partially to try to get him back to where he needs to be. And you just can't really like what's going on with Davis when he's hitting 213 as the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Five home runs, 18 RBIs. He struck out 48 times. And he has just not been good as of late. He doesn't have a hit since August 14th. 0 for 5 against the Mets, 0 for 4 against Minnesota, 0 for 3 against Minnesota on the 18th and the 20th. He isn't consistently driving the ball. He hasn't homered since August 4th. He's only driven in two runs since August 9th. Henry Davis hasn't been great, and Ben Charrington on Sunday during his radio show talked about it. This was before he went on the IL on Monday. How about Henry Davis, his hitting, uh, since he had those two home runs off Shohei Otani roughly in that time, uh, he has had a, a long go of it now. That first long stretch in the big leagues is not hitting so great. So what, what are you seeing from him, and how does he bust out of it? Yeah, well, there's a couple things. Um, you know, there have been quite a few hard-hit balls that have been outs, so he's had a little bit of bad luck during that time. Um, and then the other thing is just, you know, teams in the major leagues, they're going to game plan, you know, and um, and and that's going to happen. And then especially if you hit two home runs off Otani, then, you know, that's going to get teams' attention and they're going to dig into that deeper. So that's that cat and mouse thing. You know, teams adjusting to him. He's going to have to adjust back. He'll do that. He's as hard a worker as they come. Um, so... Not worried about Henry uh, as a hitter. Uh, he'll cont- you know, he continues to have he continues to compete in the at bats and grind, and um, he'll be fine. He's he's learning a lot, you know, all at once at the major leagues with the with the new position, with what pitchers are trying to do to him. Um, but you know, the one thing we all, aside from the talent, you just never have to even worry a minute about how hard he's working at it. So uh, that that will over time take over. 
The sentiment about all these guys, at least, that's been publicly addressed from Ben Jarrington, from Derek Shelton, has been that there is no real points of concern. Now, Henry Davis came up in the middle of June. Andy Rodriguez, middle of July. Quinn Priester, right around that same time as Andy. Priester's been bad. ERA over nine. Had to go back to the minor leagues. One thing that I picked up on watching one of the games this year, and talking about it on the Pirates broadcast, that a lot of these guys, I mean, it's just the reality of baseball. Once you get called up, it's very rare to see you not go back down. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that Henry Davis has to go back down to AAA, back down to the minor leagues to have to figure anything out. But this is not the Cincinnati Reds' burst of explosion of young talent and just complete and utter excitement that comes with it that many people expected, that many people hoped for, that many people wanted to see and, frankly, were clamoring for and thought that they'd get one Cincinnati not that far away in your own division who sucked last season just like you did and was in contention to potentially get the number one overall pick that the Pirates did to get Paul Skeens, who is the future of this team and who is the biggest hope that this team has had since Garrett Cole was selected number one overall. You truly, truly got to think, got to wonder, is this, do the Pirates really believe this? Or are they really worried and concerned Or are they just trying to play the narrative that everything is going to be okay and are really, in all honesty, kind of like us and crossing their fingers, kind of hoping that this is just kind of an aberration. But the frustrating thing is, it's everybody. None of these young guys are going out there and dominating like... Some of the guys, McLean, TJ Friedel, who I know is older, about 28, as a younger, as an older rookie, I should say. L.A. De La Cruz has been up and down, but a lot of ups involved there. And it doesn't help when O'Neill Cruz, your best star bat, has been out since Easter. But I do wonder if the Pirates are, I wouldn't say lying to themselves, I don't know if they're lying to us. I don't think they're lying to anybody, but I do wonder how much they really do believe right now about Henry Davis. They're fine. It's just the approach. Derek Shelton loves to pound the table on young players. And it seems like he just discredits them from the accolades that either they have in the minor leagues or the status that many view them as to where the point where they come up to the the major leagues and it's all, all about all oh, young players. We're dealing with a lot of young players. We can't run the bases well. Uh, we're making outs on the bases because they're young players. Or we can't get a bunt down their young players. This is baseball we're talking about. They're not. This is not their first year of pro ball. They're not high school kids. I just don't understand why when Derek Shelton continues to hammer home their young players in the major leagues. They're still 24, 25, yeah, some 22 and 23, but we're not talking about 18-year-old kids here. Like, they've played baseball. They've gotten drafted, a lot of them. Henry Davis, first-round pick. Quinn Priester, who can't locate, first-round pick. Andy Rodriguez, high-tooled prospect throughout the last couple years. That was acquired from the New York Mets organization. Nick Gonzalez, first-round pick. Oyover Peguero, 
the signature guy that the Pirates got back in Ben Jarrington's first deal in the Starling Marte trade. It's just... That's what I think this Pirates organization needs to do. Take a breath, really reassess. And I'm not trying to say that they should come out and say, oh, we're really panicked. We're concerned about Henry Davis. We're concerned about some of these other guys. But Paul Skeens, who will be pitching on Saturday in Altoona, it seems like they're keeping a little bit of a hands-off approach. They're going to let Paul Skeens be Paul Skeens. They're going to let him do his thing. And I'm excited for that. And it can't just be one guy, especially one guy that pitches every five days to be able to turn this thing around. But Skeens is the type of leader that the Pirates could use. He's the type of guy that won't take crap from anybody. He is confident. He's got everything going for him right now. You heard him on with the PM team on Friday last week. He will be in Altoona. I cannot wait to see it. Very excited to see what Skeens brings to the table. And I just don't think that he's going to have these same types of struggles. But if he does, I'm really curious to see if the Pirates do the same exact thing. Oh, he's a young pitcher. Oh, there's some learning curves that go through with the major leagues. And I'm not saying that the major leagues isn't different than the minor leagues or that there's no different mentality either when you get to the majors. But the continued narrative and the adage they're young players, they can't get a bunt down, they can't run the bases. That's something that's fundamental baseball. That's what you learn in high school, in college, in organized baseball, in A-ball is what is worked on. So I just don't understand why that is just such a big point of emphasis that it has to be worked on because it's so fundamentally sound baseball in that regard. But the Pirates got the job done yesterday, 11-1. to It's just an adage of how bad St. Louis is. Adam Wainwright pitches today. He's got an ERA of 8. He should have just retired last season with Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols. And it's just, why do you just want to hold on and hold on and just try to continue to go with your career when you know, everybody knows, it should just come down to its conclusion. Adam Wainwright is very close to hitting a milestone in wins, 300 wins. And I guarantee you he's going to find a way against Oviedo to potentially get the job done today because that's just what Adam Rainwright does against the Pirates. All his career, all his life, whether it be PNC Park or Bush Stadium, he's dominated the Buccos. But we'll see how it goes as a controversy surrounding the Pirates' young players. There's another controversy in the city surrounding the offense, surrounding running backs and what to do with that. Jalen Warren or Najee Harris. Why can't you have both? The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. I'm Austin Bechtel. That's coming up next. Family Morning Show, 937 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 